Yeah, great question. I mean, obviously, anytime you lose a family member, you know, nothing prepares you for that. And, and obviously, losing my dad, who was like my hero and the person I looked up to, and I'm the youngest of 10. So it's like, um, and I lost the guy that I, you know, try to model my life after and, and you know, do a lot of things that he taught me. Uh, but with that, you know, I'm, uh, we're in a race to win the Big Ten while I was at Purdue. And, you know, um, you know, it's it's in a transition period where he passed away early February and, you know, the heat of the battle of the Big Ten and, and, and my family. And, and then after the season, having the opportunity to come here to Miami, obviously was a great opportunity for me. But the downside of that is, uh, you know, he's not able to watch me coach a game and do those sorts of things. But, but losing someone that, you know, impacted my life the way he did was just it was a tough, tough time. And, you know, very fortunate uh, to have my dad, you know, every day that I woke up and the years that I did have with him, I cherished. And obviously our mom is the my mom is the backbone of my family and I always have been. And my dad was, was always there every day. Coach Owens. Thank you for taking time out of your uh, out of your schedule this summer, recruiting and doing all the things that you do to continue to build the program. To join myself and Kyle here on the Underdog Podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Excited about this opportunity. I appreciate it. Definitely, definitely. Uh, got you live here in the studio, which is always awesome. So uh, it's looking fresh in that Miami polo. Of course, <laughs> thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. it. I, know. I was going <laughs> to ask for one. <laughs> we got one for you. We, oh. we brought one. Oh, yeah. look at that. Okay. Gosh, yes. All right, all right. We'll get you some UDP shirts. <laughs> all right. Sweet. <laughs> um, well, let's get into it. Want to be respectful of your time, uh, but as you know, you and I spoke briefly um, this morning, uh, just kind of pre-call whatnot and um we always say it you know your underdog moment what is that you know adverse time that you may have faced in life and before you took over right before you took over Miami in 2017 um, after being an assistant for 17 years getting your first opportunity as a head coach um your father passed away um and as I mentioned you my father passed away when I was eight but you obviously got to spend your entire life with your father obviously up until that point but um, take us back to, you know, just that moment in time and kind of your, what you went through as you were embarking on this, this new opportunity. Yeah. Great question. I mean, obviously anytime you lose a family member, you know, nothing prepares you for that. And, and obviously losing my dad, who was like my hero and uh, the person I looked up to, and I'm the youngest of 10. So it's like, um, and I lost the guy that I, you know, try to model my life after and, and you know, do a lot of things that he taught me. Uh, but with that, you know, I'm, uh, we're in a race to win the Big Ten while I was at Purdue. And, you know, um, you know, it's, it's in a transition period where he passed away early February and, you know, the heat of the battle of the Big Ten and, and, and my family. And, and then after the season, having the opportunity to come here to Miami obviously was a great opportunity for me but the downside of that is uh you know he's not able to watch me coach a game and do those sorts of things but but losing someone that you know impacted my life the way he did was just it was a tough tough time and you know very fortunate uh to have my dad you know every day that I woke up and the years that I did have with him I cherished and obviously our mom is the my mom is the backbone of our family and always have been but my dad was was always there every day youngest of 10 yeah <laughs> Boys, girls, how was that? Broken? Five, five, right down the middle, right down the middle. See, see, Coach O is asking how I'm doing with three. <laughs> I need to call his mom. Yeah, I need yeah, to call so, call, no. call mom and say, hey, how do you do? Uh, 
Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. But I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. You yeah. know, anything because, um, you know, every holiday, anything that 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 was going on, man, the house was packed, and you know, I was I always I was around my, you know, my my cousins, my nephews, and it's crazy because some of them, I'm 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 younger than two of my. I have a niece and a nephew that's older than I am, and sometimes I joke. I just said I was an accident, but. Uh, no, it's, it's it's great to have a huge family uh, like we do, and we're all close, and uh, family's very important to me. Competitive? Was it pretty competitive? Very competitive, very competitive. Uh, you know, my brothers, you know, I always had to – uh, fight for everything that I got and I you know I think that's why you know playing sports and those things I was able to watch my brothers and sisters do those things and then they always supported me as I came through but um, yeah very competitive family nice so you get an opportunity to become a head coach after 17 years um, what was that transition like when you I guess where were you maybe when you when you found out you got the job and the opportunity I guess when the opportunity came up and then when you when you when you got the call that you had got the job yeah, you know, I look back is, you know, first of all, um, I worked for a great guy and Coach Painter uh, who allowed me to do a lot of things, you know. Um, you know, he, he put me in, he allowed me to be in position to have this opportunity because he, he allowed me to do a lot of coaching, you know, on the court, recruiting, a lot of things that, that, that went on um, in our program, um, he, he allowed me to be a part of, and, and that's, that's big when you're, when you're trying to take that step. But, but the process, we were actually the first time I met with Miami, we were getting ready for Kansas, I believe in a sweet 16. Um, so, you know, I was, you know, you're getting ready for your scout, uh, you have an opportunity to have an interview in person and, and those kind of things where you're, you know, uh, coach was great from the standpoint of he's like, man, this is important for you and your family. I want you to dive into this. But, you know, as a coach and myself, I, my attention couldn't get away from trying to get ready for our, our next game. And, and that was important for, for me to, you know, be ready for, for our game and, and, and make sure our guys are ready. But at the same time, trying to get ready for, uh, for, for the interview with Miami. And then obviously, you know, the interview goes well. And, and I'm very fortunate to be the head coach here at Miami. And just to put some uh, little bit of reference at Purdue, if I have these numbers right, nine seasons at Purdue, last six as associate head coach, um, twenty three wins per year. Right. This is some this is some some baller stuff here. At seven NCAA tournaments, advanced that Sweet Sixteen three times, uh, sixteen seventeen Big Ten championship, helped produce five NBA draft picks. Caleb, Caleb Swanigan uh, is one name that most people know. Uh, one of the five finalists for National Player of the Year award. Um, I think Carson Edwards, who's from nearby here in Cincinnati Dayton area, uh, another great player. So um, you well, know, Car Carson was from Carson, uh, yeah. from Houston, Texas. Vincent Edwards. Vincent Edwards. Yes, there it is. That's yeah, a good player uh, from the area. But 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 yes, you're, you're right on. He was, um, I think, a Middletown uh, yes, Mitty, wasn't he? Yeah, okay. Exactly. Right on. Um, respect to uh, the Middies there. The Middies. So, they, put, they, <laughs> yeah. they produce athletes. Yeah, and the GMC, the yeah. Greater Miami Conference. I remember which, that. Um, but, yeah, that, that I think, and then coming to Miami to help turn a program around, um, you know, would love to, you know, that journey alone. Because, obviously, since then, you've led Miami to 56 wins, uh, most in a four-year span since 9 and 12. Turning a program around, I know in business, when we have underproducing centers – or in the staffing business, as you as we took you a tour, it's not easy. <laughs> it's it's right. actually very hard, uh, and uh, there's a lot of variables in play. Uh, especially at, at Miami, there's some 
some great opportunities. There's also some things that we're working to address, but you start to turn the program uh, one step at a time. As we talked about, you build it the right way with talent. Obviously, you could put a uh, Band-Aid on it, but I think you've really developed talent, got people to campus. Um, you're ranked second in MAC defensive points allowed. Um, you know, f- in the first year at Miami, led team to 16 wins and birth to CBI. So a lot of great things. First winning season since 2009. Um, would love to hear from you. I'm going to stop talking. I'm on a tangent here. But <laughs> so stats and facts obviously are we want to hear the, I guess, the backdrop to your journey at Miami and then going 12 and 11 last year. Yeah, you know what? It's it's been a lot of hard work. Uh, there's just no way around it. When you're talking about building a program where, you know, once you get it to a point to where you're winning consistently, you know, I think it's about the people, you know, no matter what, in recruiting, your staff, uh, our administration, everyone has to be on the same page and wanting to move the program forward. And when, when we got here to Miami, uh, my focus was obviously building it the right way. You know, and it's investing in people, getting the right people on the bus. And, you know, since we've been there, I believe we've we've had three guys transfer and everyone else has stayed. And I think that just shows you the work um, in regards to our staff and trying to build it to where guys want to, you know, have have pride of putting the Miami jersey on and what it means to, 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 to get the program back to winning ways. And for us, it was a huge uh, thing last year through COVID and everything else with having an unbalanced schedule, playing more road games than home games, and to have a winning record um, and everything the guys went through last year was definitely a step in the right direction for our program. And and now we want to build off of that. You know, I think we have a team uh, in place to have a great year. You know, we have, you know, uh, you know our top nine guys back in regards to points, rebounds, assists, everything. They're, they're back. So now as, as we move forward and build off of last year, um, I'm, I'm hoping that, that, that the guys understand how hard it's going to be where we can't take a step back and we, and we have to continue to work. And I know the guys will. We have great leadership. We have five or six seniors who have all played and, and, and they're leading by example. But the accountability has transferred from not coach-led to now it's player-led and guys are totally invested in the program and want to win. And I think that's that's been the greatest step seeing guys come in and commit on their own time with us without the coaches setting a time hey you guys got to get in the gym do this do that um you know where it's authentic where the guys are spending time together away from basketball and i i just see the growth um in the program in those areas and uh, and that some people might think that's a small thing but as you know when you're you're starting a business and you're trying to build something special because i believe miami can be special and we will be special uh it just takes time and then you you're investing in the right people in regards to the players, your staff. And we've been very fortunate to keep our staff together, you know, since we've gotten here and everyone is just, you know, head down and just working as hard as we can to get the program to a high level. And I love just to jump in real quick to reiterate, you said player led, not always coaches led. And I think that's super big in any successful team I've been in. We always call them knowledge nuggets. We try to pull out. That's exactly what I was going to say. So stole your mind, man. Great minds think alike. But I love what Coach said because I think that's so important. You Mm -hmm. can be a great coach. You can have a great program. But if the players don't police the locker room, that don't hold each other accountable, it's hard to be great. Spend time. It's hard to even be good. Together away from the field. 100%. Yeah, 100%. I I love that fact. Um, I love – I was there when Charlie Coles was there and his commitment to defense, and that's what I've seen, obviously, in the program now, which to me is a toughness and ability to obviously do things. Obviously, I, I played basketball. It wasn't great. But I, was, I love to score, right? And who doesn't? <laughs> right. But defense wins games right. a lot of times, right? So 
uh, or, or oftentimes. I mean, you win the defensive side of the floor. I don't know the stats and facts, but I'm assuming you have a high probability to, to win as far as rebounding. But um, I love that fact. I think that's discipline. Went to practice. Saw a lot of the work being done uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Communication is key. I love that as well. So I don't know. Um, touching upon, you know, now it's player-led. Now you have guys communicating. You have guys buying into defense, all those different things. How do you get – how do you – is that just recruiting the guys, working with the guys? How do you get, like even from a business perspective, how do you change a culture where maybe defense before you got there wasn't prioritized? Well, it's just part uh, part of the game, I believe. It doesn't uh, require a guy to, you know, to make a shot. You know, your, your offense can come and go, uh, but your defense can always, always be there. And for us to finish second in points allowed in our league, obviously our goal is to be number one. But uh, we were able to win our last four road games uh, because of our defense. And our offense was able to come along. We were top 20 in the country and taking care of the basketball. So, you know, we committed a, a little over 10 turnovers a game. You know, uh, been very fortunate to have guys who are skilled enough to take care of the basketball. So if you – if you can add the offense with the defense the way our defense was and, and just become a better rebounding team, I think we have a chance and the recipe to be successful in our league and also win outside of our league is, is our ultimate goal and obviously is to get to any NCAA tournament by winning our conference tournament but also putting ourselves in position to win our league uh, before that. This is how old I am. I don't know if you're at this game, but Miami beat Purdue – uh, right. Two schools you've been at with Coach Katie. I remember Coach Katie was losing his mind. I think he threw his jacket, got teed up. <laughs> but uh, it was like Charlie versus uh, Katie. There's some some older coaches there. Right. They were battling it, <laughs> and uh, it was a close game. Millet, Millet Hall was packed. Uh, it was probably my, one of my favorite moments outside of them making the tournament and almost beating Oregon. But, the uh, yeah, lots of excitement. Um, but I think that even – I know uh, I'm stealing some of your, your, your time here, but the – I think going back to even football, Coach Martin. Coach Martin came on the podcast, and it was about his fourth year um, where I think he came in to his his kind of what I call flywheel. When you're getting right. your, your players, you're getting the schemes, you're getting the uh, continuity, um, obviously met your staff, got a really good staff. Um, and, and now I think, like I said, I think this is going to be a great year for Miami basketball for sure. Um. <clears throat> As you can tell, I'm jazzed up, man. He is, he is, he is. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna change the speed a little bit. I'm gonna yeah. change it. Go back. Um, you got into this game um, at Howard Community College, um, making four hundred and eighty-six dollars, four hundred and eighty-something dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, a month, right? Um, what made you get into this profession, and at what point in time did you say this might not be the profession for me? Because I know a lot of young coaches have that have that thought. <laughs> just just to be completely transparent, uh, Coach Painter uh, recruited me to Eastern Illinois. And, uh, my, you know, he had moved on to Southern Illinois, uh, but he was always a guy I talked to. And, you know, I, I was contemplating on going to play uh, in Germany. and But he knew my end game. I always wanted to be a coach. You know, even uh, throughout high school and college, you know, I was like, man, I'm, you know, I, I want to impact 
uh, student athletes uh, at a level where I think I can really impact them. But also uh, watch them grow and just watch their journey and be a part of that is something I always want to be a part of. And Coach Prainer calling <laughs> my season is o- it's over and, and I'm going back and forth thinking about going overseas. It, w- it wasn't for a lot of money uh, to go to Germany, but it wasn't, you know, at one point I said, I called Coach and he's like, hey man, uh, it's over. You know, <laughs> it's over. You got a good mind. You're going to be a great coach. Go ahead and get into coaching, you know, because, you know, sometimes when you go overseas and you play for a long period of time, getting that start in the coaching is difficult just because you go and you play 10 to 15 years. I know guys have done, I have a guy on my staff in Kenny Lowe, who's, you know, is a great coach. He played overseas for 10 years or so. And is a great, you know, the experience that you have, but sometimes working your way up is, is, you know, you got to start at the bottom. And that's where I was at. I was at a junior college and, and thank God I had a meal plan where they allowed me to eat on campus, but I had to live on campus, made $486 a month. And I just found the way and, was very fortunate you know you look you look back and you're like man how many people would do that with a degree and everything else to go and start there and, and that's what I made but but uh, I wouldn't change it because I was able to learn from one of the best defensive mind coaches in Tommy Collins at that time uh, to learn from him and the, the, the way um, you know you go about things and how you you treat people and those kind of things but I've been very fortunate so I worked for Coach Collins at Howard uh, then I went to Barton County Community College where we, we were number two in the country I believe at one point and then my first division one crack was with coach Samuels who I played for at Eastern Illinois is one of the uh, you know just a great guy uh, better better person than he's even a coach but he's just allowed me to grow in that one year I was there then I go to Southern Illinois with coach Painter when he take over I was there five years one year with coach then four years with Chris Lowry and then obviously after my fifth year I go to Purdue and I was there for nine years. Was there an aha moment where you said, you know, I could do this at the highest level? Yeah, you know, what I you all, you know, to do this profession, you got to have some confidence. You got to have a conviction of who you are and a system and, and those things. And I always believed that I could lead a program. And, you know, I've, like I said, I've, I've, I work for guys who, 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 who allowed me to coach and be me and do it my way, you know, and, and I've, I've been very fortunate and, 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 uh, work for guys who, you know, who've done it the right way. You know, they, 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 and they also won at a high level. So, um, the, I guess, you know, the aha moment or the belief that I could do it at a high level, I was just based off the hard work that I put in, you know, and it's, it's not just, you know, recruiting or, 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 you know, X's and O's, it's a combination of it all. But then when you get, to become a head coach, you know, about 90% of it has nothing to do with X's and O's. <laughs> you know, it's about managing people and everything else that goes into coaching. Uh, but but it's a great opportunity to impact lives. And, I, I you know, I wouldn't trade this for anything in the world because, you know, my family, uh, we believe in education. Uh, you know, we've been very fortunate uh, to, to, to get to this point and, and obviously watch our guys grow and uh, see guys that we take in and, and see them grow and develop and become men is an awesome uh, experience for me. And, and one thing I love that coaches, I think is a great role model and coaches all listening. I know some coaches don't follow this, but coach doesn't swear, you know, which, which I know sounds funny, but that to me uh, in coaching is obviously I would say 99, 98% of coaches <laughs> swear swear at their players. Yeah. And yeah. and not that they're all bad guys. You know, I mean, I've, I've coached and I've probably said a few choice words, but I think that just shows how you treat your guys. But you right. can coach them 
constructively you can be a you can be very direct with them but not to go to that level where you're swearing at them how when did that has it always been that way for you coach how you treat your players like that not swearing at them or has it kind of been one of those things that evolved through your journey yeah you know what i think you can you can get um you know your point across without doing it um you know (laughs) my guys are uh, if they're you know if they're listening to this they you know they they understand where i come from because um there there's a high level accountability you know um, in our program and how we go about our business that the intensity, the force that, that, that we try to apply. But, you know, I, I was a guy who, you know, I played for like coach Rick Samuels, you know, he, he, he never swear, you know, he never, ever, um, you know, called me out my name, but he, you know, the accountability to do your job and, and those things are at a high level. And, you know, in, in this day and age, I, I, I think you have to uh, do things differently anyway with the student athletes you, you might encounter, but, but yeah, I, I, I just never done it. Uh, you know, I don't do it in my day to day. I try not to do it in my day to day life. Uh, you know, we, we don't swear in my household and am I once again falling back on what Calvin would say? I, you know, my dad didn't do it. You know, he was a guy who, you know, strong faith and, and how you treat people, you love people and you treat people the right way is the way I was raised. And, 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 you know, that's what I try to do with the guys, uh, my staff, my players and, and, and everyone I come in contact with, but, but yeah, I'm not a guy that's going to cuss you out, but I, but I, but I will have high intensity and, and, and want to get things across at a high level for sure. So you know what I'm nervous about right now? <clears throat> Just listening to this. <laughs> I've coached college, I've coached high school. This Thursday, I'm the head coach of my daughter's five-year-old soccer team. Mm. We went to this clinic, little thing, little hour long, and they were giving you all these tips and tricks. And I'm nervous as all can be to go out and coach some five-year-olds because she's like, they don't listen. And I'm like, <laughs> it's like herding cats. And I'm just like, I don't really know how this is going to go, but obviously I'm not going to swear at five-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, you better not swear. <laughs> but I'm like, That'll be tough. Man. Yeah, but it's just like you're using – I was just telling – I have an assistant coach. my neighbor's wife, and I was telling her, like, amazingly, this is going to get easier as they get older because they'll start to listen, and then you're just – now you're doing more true coaching. Where this is like, I don't know. She's like, use metaphors with elephants and dinosaurs, and I'm like – it's a whole nother ball game for me. So I don't know. I, I applaud you on that. And I guess I'm going to take that with me when I, when I start the season this Thursday. Yeah. I would say, man, <laughs> make, make it fun. Yeah. Yeah. Make, make, yeah. Their, make their hard work fun. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's something that we try to try to live by at Miami. You know, you're making your hard work fun. And, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I, a lot of stuff that I say, do, you know, you take bits and pieces from coaches uh, that I work with, play for, and, 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 and that's what we do. We try to make our hard work fun. And, and then at that age, <laughs> I don't know how much <laughs> strategy and things you're going to get across anyway uh, without losing your mind. So man, just, just have fun with it. Yeah. Embrace that opportunity and time that you have with your daughter and just enjoy it. That's yeah. what I would say. I think I'm worried about the parents. Yeah, dude, <laughs> hey, I, I've I've been coaching. Don't worry about it. They they just went. You just got to keep keep them on the field. Have That's fun all. and keep them on the field. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. ADD is a real thing, especially <laughs> at that age. Um, true. Going back to another adverse moment, I think this is important. Once again, another knowledge nugget in business. Things can be smooth. Like you're turning you're turning around your team in our world. You're turning around a business and you're going. All of a sudden, an adverse moment hits, and that was when one of your after your bet one of your best wins. From, from my standpoint, MAC tournament at Buffalo, mm. you win to advance to Cleveland the second round of the MAC tournament. So you're working so hard to get to that moment and then boom, an event. We call it event plus response equals outcome. And I wanna hear kind of your mindset. COVID hit, right? They shut down the tournament, if I remember correctly. That's correct. 
And after the biggest win, arguably, and I know Buffalo has a great program, respect to those guys, you beat them at Buffalo, advance, and then the, the, the tournament's canceled. Can you walk us through, you know, how you responded to that? And then obviously you had a, a nice year last year um, and, and on so forth. Yeah, it was tough. Uh, just from the standpoint, you you had some seniors that were not going to be able to play again, you know, yeah. and, and the, the, the way we – uh, we're able to go on the road, win at Buffalo in a tough environment, and, and for our guys to not have the opportunity to, you know, play for the NCAA tournament because at the end of the day, you know, we were not in position to get at large bid. So we had to do what we needed to do in the conference tournament, uh, and, and we went on the road and, and beat Buffalo, and then we were looking forward to playing Northern Illinois in the next game, who we played a week or two uh, before without one or two of our guys because of injury and uh, I believe one guy had the flu or whatnot. So we, we were able to beat Northern Illinois two weeks prior. So we're, we're excited about the opportunity uh, to, to, to play them in Cleveland. And as we're getting ready to, you know, to play the game, we, we, we get the news that the, um, you know, the tournament's canceled. And the next thing is, you know, as a head coach, um, my thought is, okay, First of all, you know, how bad um, is, is COVID-19, you know, to where we're, we just completely shut down a tournament because, you know, you didn't know at that time. And, 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 and what I did was I just want to make sure our guys were okay mentally and they we're going to be able to get home safe. And, and that's what we transitioned to. And, um, you know, um, as things worked out, you know, we, we ended the season on a high note with a win. And then I believe, you know, we were able to use that going into the next season. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, only so much you can do, but obviously you leveraged that moment and carried the momentum forward. And now we're gonna beat Georgia Tech and Clemson. He said last this year. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I hope. I no, hope no. So. Yeah, for sure. no, yeah. no, we got a great off season schedule. I know that's those are great challenges, right? And 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 Coach O's not afraid to play anybody yeah. anywhere and, and get the guys better, no matter if it's a, a Power Five or a big big school conference. And Georgia Tech obviously won the ACC last year. AC tournament and and uh, it's gonna be awesome to watch. Great challenges early on, and I'm sure your guys are gonna be geared up. Yeah, you know what? Games like that get you ready for our league. Our, our league is really good, top to bottom. Good coaches, good players. Uh, this is a really good league, and you know, sometimes I look back to my days I was in Missouri Valley, where we, you know, at times we got two leagues. I mean, we we're two bid league where we got two teams in the story tournament. I, I I know our league is is on par with that. You know, where you know our guys. Uh, teams in this league are really good. I'm, I'm talking good coaches and good players. Every night it is a battle. No matter who you're playing, it's going to be a, a a war, and you have to be ready. And 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 our you know our deal is we we want to do our jobs at a high level and and put ourselves in position to win our league and and, and go to the NCAA tournament. But it starts with the non-conference schedule, and you want that as competitive as it can be. And you know our guys look forward to those games. I'm just going to be honest; those are the games that no matter what I say, uh, they're going to be up for that. And and our guys are going to look forward to those opportunities when we can play teams like that that has a chance you know you know there's going to be an NCAA tournament and that's a, definitely a measuring stick to see where we're at early on and I think yeah. with college yeah. basketball too the beautiful thing about it and you would hope college football could get there at some point like when you watch the tournament but even now during the season like you no matter who you're playing you can't come out there half sleep you know mm -hmm. what I mean Clemson can't come out there half sleep against us you know what I mean like you just and now with the transfer portal and that's a whole nother podcast but 
there's just so much I think just talent talent yeah, across everywhere. the board and these these kids are getting to play go some, you don't have to go to the big school you can go somewhere play small and and have an impact and and and, and have a lot of success so that is that is true it's, there's a lot you know outside of five or ten teams in the country you know there's a lot of parity yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I believe that, and and if you can uh, get old, stay old, um, and 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 that's where we're transitioning from. We, you know, for the uh, first three years or so, we were always the youngest team in the league. You know, we were very fortunate to sign some guys that could play right away, but they didn't have the experience to do the necessary things over and over to win you know because mm-hmm. like you know let's just be real the meats and potatoes of winning the game is taking care of the basketball you know getting a quality shot each and every time you know doing your job defensively in rotations blocking out you know because in recruiting you don't talk about those things when guys come on campus you know you talk about everybody talks about the points and and those things that are highlighted night in and night out but those little things are really uh, what win games you know obviously you have to score the basketball you have to be efficient and, and you know we, we were able to grow in those areas we've been one of the top four teams from a free throw standpoint uh, we were one of the top four teams from a three-point shooting standpoint in our league so like the skill development in our program has really taken a step as well but uh, you know we, we have to continue to grow and, and do those little things that really uh, helps you win games and we try to hang our hat on defense for sure Awesome. Awesome. That was good. Well, let's get to rapid fire. But before, for Felicia Legit Jack, the, we had the women's basketball coach for Buffalo. I went on good a tangent. Coach. Yeah, she's a great coach. Respect the MAC. I'm just going to say every episode that we have the MAC represented, obviously, our, our beloved Miami. Put some respect, put respect on our respect name. On us. Put yeah. some respect on our conference. Let's I'll go. say it every sure. freaking time. We got <laughs> sure. some good players. We got great coaches. We got great players. And it's we're, we got we got ballers. I know football, basketball, baseball. We just had a top 10 pick That's from right. Miami, Sam Bachman, in baseball. So, I mean, it's we got talent. We're so, here. So keep putting respect on our name. I, I can't stand it when people are Mac haters. So, anyway, <laughs> there we go. I got that out. All right, Calvin, you you were pretty fired up for some hot questions. They don't look too you know, too hot here. Well, you know, I'm a football guy, you know. So, uh, Coach, you played baseball and, and, and basketball. I play football, believe it or not, man. Um, I I know I know Calvin's over smiling. I, I was um, since you asked, I'll put it out there. Yeah, let's I, go. I, I was all state. You know, I had twelve picks my senior year. Ooh. I had fourteen. Coach, no, I had fourteen. I had fourteen four touchdowns. T- fourteen touchdowns. Okay, twelve okay. picks. Yeah, okay. right. dude, yeah. that's like Ed right. Reed, coach. Man, all right, my man. Were you laying the wood? NFL. Were you laying the wood too? Uh, I wouldn't say that. I have a really good friend and, and Roosevelt Coven. Uh, you know, yeah, he went yeah. to he went Great to Broad player. Ripple and he and I are uh, close friends. And uh, I said, man, you know, we, we'll we'll play we'll play a game or I'll watch a game that he played. And you know, he would have 15 tackles in the game. I look at look in the you know look at the newspaper the next day, it'd be like 22 to 25 tackles. I was like, hey, man. I know they're patting your stats, man. <laughs> we just played. You probably had – I'll give it to you. You probably had 15 tackles with him. I look at the paper. He's got like 25. I'm like, man, who's doing the stats here? But, <laughs> but, but no, to, so to get back to uh, answering your question, man, I, I was just a safe guy in that regards, but, but I could cover a little bit. Yeah. Well, the great thing is this nice. shows me a couple things, and it relates back to there. Anyone that's intercepting the ball is, one, doing their homework. Two, has great ball skills. Three – great vision and is able to cover and peak at times from a football perspective that is legit that's not just you don't just that's fall little... into 12 interceptions <laughs> you can no, fall really. into three or four maybe you know i mean quarterback there's some bad balls lays it up for you and you and you still got to go make the play but 12 
Mm, dude, very, that very, is a big time. That's big time. Very fortunate. I know you're a big time quarterback, but uh, very fortunate, man. I, I play, like I said, I my my upbringing. I went to Washington High School in Indianapolis, and uh, man, once again, good coaches, good players. Uh, you know, we 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 were a good team, and um, I, I was just able to you know stay back there while they rushed the quarterback, put pressure, and I, when there was a, when there was a mistake, I was able to take advantage. Capitalized, yeah. like it. A humble, a humble man. Um, girl, dad. I just became one. We talked about it. Any advice on? Uh, I know you got s- some girls yourself. Three, so yes. three, three girls. Yeah. Any advice for for me? And I know Calvin has one as well. Yeah, be be patient, man. Uh, <sighs> gr- girls are girls are they're, they're great. They're truly a blessing, though. I mean they they keep you humble. They keep you on your toes. But but there's nothing like it, uh, man. I, I have three great. Three great girls and a and a wife uh, who 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 keeps us all in line. But but man, it's nothing like having those girls because after a tough day, man, they're gonna come home. They're gonna want to be with dad, not coach, or um, you know, or whatever your profession is, man. They're gonna want to come home and just spend time with their dad, and that and that's pretty cool. Yeah, love it. That's great. So we got to throw some shade. We got some uh, some some assistant coaches that chirped in on some questions. <laughs> Damon Frierson seemed to be a very hot topic around the coaching staff. There's something went down in the team playoffs. Is there something you want to talk about? Are, are you talking when we were in high school? Uh huh. Oh man, yeah, it was a tough outing. He, he, you know, <laughs> they all said it. They all said you got to talk about Damon beating Coach yeah. O. Da- Damon, you know, he was Mr. Basketball in the state of Indiana. You know, he's one of the um, best players in the country. You know, he could have went anywhere in the country. You're Mr. Basketball in the state of Indiana. But our, we, we had a better team than them at that time, in my opinion. But, um, you know, we uh, late game situation in 95, Hinkle Fieldhouse completely sold out, standing room only. Wow. And, and we were probably the top two teams in the state. Everyone thought that whoever won our game was going to win state. But uh, I, make a, I make two free throws to go up, I believe, one, um, one or two. And then he, you know, um, we denied Damon from getting the ball. Ahmed Bellamy gets a catch and get a running start. He takes a couple steps across half court and bangs a shot. And uh, it was a dagger. And that's how I ended my senior year to oh, Damon. But, yeah. you know, Damon and I were AU teammates, and it was a tough loss. But we remain, fan, re- remain friends, obviously, doing all that, doing that tough time. But he's a, he was like, he's very fortunate to win that game. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I love there it. There it is. I love uh, it. Yeah. All right. Um, two more real quick. You're a huge Kobe fan? <laughs> I am. Yes. I was too. Uh, yeah. I definitely am. Um, I guess what is – what's your memory of uh, of Kobe Bryant? Man, obviously, you know, his last game when he went out and got 60. I mean, I, I think, you know, you're talking about a guy who's going out the door, go out and get 60. But his approach, his mentality, his the toughness that he displayed night in and night out, but the preparation – for his greatness, I think that is what separate him. You know, with, with Kobe, his, you know, his his work ethic. You know, the, you hear a lot about his mentality and those things. And you know, I'm not talking about him as a person or whatever. People might have their differences there or whatever. But he was an awesome player, man. He was tough. Every night he's going to max out and give it his all and and leave it all on the court. Yeah, and the one thing I'll say about Kobe, the one thing I didn't understand, I knew the stuff on the court, but off the court. Just from a business, he was from a person, yeah, but right. business was insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was so I was so engaged into what he was doing and following him. He was a business leader. He wasn't just a business guy. Like, he wasn't a guy just. I think he was going to do bigger things and was doing bigger things. Let's just say that was doing bigger things off the court than potentially on the court, and that is an astronomically large statement. But that's what I truly believe. 
I think he was going to do great things in life, philanthropy, but in business. And it was just, yeah. man, unfortunate. But, you know, he's he's impacting so many lives. I know Calvin and, and yourself, so uh, myself too. So I'll let you ask the last question, Coach. No, I always butcher it. You Go ahead. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ready? Here we go. Ready? Rock, One, paper, scissors. Oh, oh, you got to do the right. Dude, three, right? Come on. I don't know how you do it at CJ Eagles, but let's go. One, One two, two, three, shoot. One, One two, three, three, shoot. shoot. One, two, three, shoot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All, All right, you do it. All right. He always makes me Three do this times. last question, and I butcher it. <laughs> and it's right. really easy. Um, so before you answer this question, we'd like for you to agree to help us make it happen. Okay. Agree. No pressure. Um, who's one person we should have as a guest on the Underdog Podcast? Mm. And I have to help get mm-hmm. him here. Okay. You're our agent. You're basically our uh, you're our, you're yeah. our, our uh, underdog podcast agent signing him up for us. You know what? Uh, and no pressure, but my my guy uh, Matt Painter, uh, he's going to have a great team. And uh, if you guys want him on, I'll do everything in my power to get him on. And he's 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 a lot funnier than I am, and uh, he he's a you know he's a great trivia guy. Uh, so I think Coach Painter would be great to get on the podcast. We would love to have him. Love it. That would be great. I'll make a note of that. It'd be great to see. Because I've learned through obviously your body of work doing some of our intelligence, and I've seen him, but to actually get to talk to him firsthand and know how much of an impact he's had on your career, um, so you grow from his staff, um, that would be great. That'd be great. And on behalf of the Underdog Podcast, and you came into our office. Um, not everyone does that. You're, you're willing to drive in from Oxford. We really appreciate your time. Thanks for everything you're doing for Miami. I know turning a program around is is not easy, and you've put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears and into the program and and i know the miami alumni appreciate it and we're so excited like you said to watch you guys compete this year and and uh i will be rooting for you for sure we'll be there so yeah no and thank you guys man this is awesome great setup what you guys are doing is big time man and i know coach rudder he listened to every podcast that you guys have (laughs) so uh and and i do the same as much as i can you you guys are doing a great job here man and i appreciate you having me for sure yeah, we appreciate the support and, and Coach Rudder. Shout out to you and not everyone. We were we were talking to Miami. He goes, "Hey, I love your podcast." I looked over. I said, "I didn't know everyone listened to this thing." <laughs> I do so, the same thing. I appreciate when I somebody it. says yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, the Miami. I know. Um, you know, we just want to help impact lives. And, and your message today, I think anyone that's listening to see you go from you know the adversity you faced with your father or what's happened the MAC tournament to making a couple hundred bucks a month to you know, going and turning around a program like you're doing at Miami. I mean, anyone who's listening to your story, I hope, the limit. I hope one person, which I'm sure many, will take away that you impacted a life today through this platform, and we appreciate it. Oh, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate cool. you, Coach. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.